Here we are again talking about the Great Commission, and the more that we talk about it, the more that we continue this discussion, the more we realize that we have a really big role to play as we reach the world around us. But be encouraged, because there are a lot of tools at your disposal. We can talk about all the, the books and soul-winning guides, the brochures, the gospel tracts that come in all colors, shapes, and sizes, different messages, depending on which approach that you want to take to present the gospel. But for many people, when you look at the Great Commission, it's a little bit daunting. It's a little bit intimidating because it's such an epic thing. It's so big. It's so encompassing. And we forget that the gospel is really personal. It was personal to you when you accepted Christ. When you look at all the things in your life that led you to that moment, it was really personal. And all the people that you'll be talking to, the people that you'll lead to the Lord, it's going to be personal for them too. So don't undervalue the power of your greatest tool, and that is your testimony. Your story of how God led you to that place where you realized you had a need for Him, that He was the only one that could fulfill that need. He was the only one that could offer forgiveness. You had to come to that point. There's a, a whole story there. That is your most powerful, most effective tool that you can use as you lead other people to Christ. So your testimony, are you using it? Are you telling other people how Christ saved you? This is really what we're going to be talking about today and hopefully what we can learn to develop as we get more active in the Great Commission. I'm Damon Matichera. Let's talk missions. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm praying that you're well, that you're blessed, and that you're busy serving the Lord. Uh, that's what we need to be doing. No matter where we're living, no matter which church we're a part of, we need to be active in our faith, living out our faith, helping people to know about Christ and to have a relationship with Him, because that's what it's all about. And that's what real Christianity is all about. Uh, so as we look at the topic of the Great Commission, we actually had a question come in from a gentleman, and he was asking about how much of our efforts need to be directed towards world evangelism as compared to uh, just living out the Great Commission at home in the United States. And I understand, especially as a missionary, we want to direct people to be more active in world evangelism, um, in foreign missions. We need more missionaries. Uh, and I think it's really easy to see that the numbers have gone down with those that are serving full-time abroad in different areas of the world. Uh, we're, we're seeing missionaries retire, and not a lot of missionaries are taking their place. And so there is a big need for more men and women to give their lives for the cause of Christ. We need this to happen if the gospel is to continue going to the ends of the earth. Uh, but all of that said, we do have to acknowledge that for us to get there, we need to have a strong church. We need to have Christians and churches that are living their faith, that are active in fulfilling the Great Commission in the context of their own life, in the context of their church's ministries that they have going on. Uh, 
I don't think it's one or the other. It's like, oh, you could world evangelism or home missions, you know, just ministering with your church and your own personal family ministry. I don't think it's one or the other. I think that as the American church becomes strong and active, and as the American church is giving of themselves, they in turn are going to see the need in a bigger way uh, around the world, and they're going to become more active. And so when you look at a very strong global presence with missions, then that is more of an indicator of a very strong presence uh, back home within the American church. Uh, as they say, the light that shines the farthest shines the brightest at home. And I think it, it rings out true because, you know, we need a strong church to send out strong missionaries. You have a weak church, well, you're going to have no missionaries. Uh, you have a church that's distracted with the cares of this world, well, that's going to show up with how many are involved in the Great Commission. So can I say that, well, you, we need to have like 60%, 40%? We can't do that. I think we need to look at our heart and the heart of the church because it's a reflection of our spiritual condition and the love that we have for God. Now, yes, if you want to get involved in world evangelism, we are here. We need more help and we need people to join us here in Zambia, Africa. But I really want to encourage the American Christian to live their faith and to help people around them to know Christ. And I think that as a Christian does, uh, they get more involved and they really have that desire because they love God and they love people and they just want to get involved. I think that naturally that desire is going to gravitate to other places, not just around them, but even near and far. So what starts in Jerusalem ends up into the uttermost parts of the earth. We, we know that from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And so great question, um, but I definitely think it's one that is just a little more, uh, has a lot of components to it. And so we have to understand the full context of the church and the missions movement and how they're both connected together. And one really shows how strong the other is. Uh, and so either way, we need people on both ends of the spectrum. We need people living their faith and ministering stateside. We need more people serving abroad and being the, the tip of the spear as we send the gospel to the regions beyond. So we talked about how your testimony is one of the greatest tools that you have uh, access to, that you can employ as you talk to other people around you. But let me ask you a question. Who is the last person that you talked to about how you came to Christ, about all the events that led you to your conversion? We're talking about your testimony. When was the last time that you shared this testimony, this story of how you met a man named Jesus? Now, we'll talk about politics, money, sports, culture, world news, but comparatively, we often fail to talk about our faith. We often fail to share one of the most important stories in our life, our testimony, how we met Christ. Maybe you're uncomfortable with sharing your faith. Maybe you're a bit intimidated to talk to other people about spiritual things. A lot of times it's because we don't have confidence and we often don't have confidence because 
we don't have knowledge and we just don't know how to go about it. We don't want to really look stupid. We don't want to look like we don't have, you know, we're not knowledgeable in what we're talking about. I mean, if we're Christians, surely we should have some element of knowledge. But if we don't, then we often feel a little weird. Like, how can I bring this up if I don't really know how to follow through? So let me encourage you, make 2023, this year, make it the time when you become confident in your faith, when you become confident enough where you can be a witness, where you can easily feel free to give your testimony of God's love and God's power in your life. You have a story. Learn to share it. Your story is one of the most amazing things that ever happened to you. And you should be ready, you should be prepared to give it out so that other people can know about Christ as well. Now the world, you have to understand that we have this life-changing message and we want to give it out. We want to share it with other people, but the world on the other side, they don't really want the message that we have for them. But as amazing as our story is, the world just downright rejects it. The world rejects the Bible as the word of life. They reject our faith as a viable life choice. They reject our God as the absolute life giver. There's very little, if anything, that we can agree on with the world because we have different worldviews. We have different outlooks. We look at things differently because we have different authorities. The world is an authority to themselves. They say what is truth and they believe it, and it's true because they said it. Whereas as believers, we should be looking to the word of God as a higher uh, standard. We look to God himself who has written down his will and his word and that has transformed our life and our way of looking at life. And that has changed us from the inside out. And when you believed on Christ, several things, several amazing things happened to you. First John chapter 3 shows us how we passed from death to life. I mean, you cannot have a greater change than that. Passing from death to life, being born again. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 talks about how you are, how you become a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Ephesians chapter 1 talks about how we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. All of this has happened in your life if you had that time when you believed, when you came to him. If that's part of your story, then you are changed. Indeed, you have passed from death to life. You are a new creature. Your sins are forgiven. And now your role has also changed as from being a mere recipient of the gospel to now being an agent of the gospel, an ambassador of the gospel. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 says, now, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. And so we have this ministry of reconciliation. We represent God. We represent Jesus. We are his ambassadors. And that means that all eyes are on you. Everyone is looking at you. People want to know. They heard you're a believer. They heard that you are saying that you're a child of God. Now they want to know, is it real? <laughs> is it true? 
Are you really a child of God? Is there something different with you than with other people? If you're a, an ambassador, if you truly are an ambassador of Christ, well then the, the example that you give, that living testimony, is essential. When you accepted Christ, your life now has the potential to be a powerful testimony of his love and his grace. And you are in a position to affect change. You're in a position to influence people. And as long as you have this adaptive spirit where you go out, you start the day, and you are asking God, Lord, give me some opportunities to share my testimony. Give me some opportunities to share the gospel, to share my faith. Listen, if you ask for opportunities, God's going to bring them to you. Don't be surprised when they come. Don't look at these opportunities like, oh no, what am I going to do now? Be prepared. Be ready. Prepare for those opportunities. Ask for them and then be prepared for them. Now, I'm not talking about, listen, when we talk about missions and the Great Commission, we often think about the 1040 window and reaching into the regions beyond and going to the savannas of Africa. And, and there is a place for that. But right now, just to be clear, we're talking about the Great Commission in the context of your life. We're talking about today. Maybe when you listen to this podcast and then you turn it off and then what's next? <laughs> Who are you going to run into? Which people are you going to meet? And are you going to share your testimony with them? Are you going to look for that opportunity to talk about Christ and how he changed your life? The Great Commission involves making disciples with those nearest to you. You were meant to be a light, to be a witness of the things that you've experienced and that's why we call it a testimony. You are to testify. Um, the word itself is, again, a judicial word. When one is testifying, they are to only talk about what they have seen, what they have heard, uh, something that has affected them personally. Well, in your life, has your salvation affected you personally? Have you seen? Have you heard? Have you learned anything different from how you used to be, from how your standing with God used to be? Well, indeed it has. Something has changed. You have gone from death to life. You are a new creature. Old things are passed away. Your sins are forgiven. You have found redemption. So what brought that about? What, what brought that change? That is where your story comes in. That's where you need to be ready. And the Great Commission, it starts with you and it starts with where you live in the context of your own life. You see, the danger for the American church is for them to feel like the Great Commission is far away. Like the, the main role of the American church to be involved in the Great Commission is to financially sponsor the mission efforts abroad. But the, the Great Commission is not very far away. The Great Commission is very near. But if we only look at it as financially assisting the missions movement abroad, then we are going to miss the opportunities that God wants for us today. We're going to miss those opportunities because we're looking at our involvement solely as how are we helping um, the missions effort in Zambia, Africa. Now, again, I love, <laughs> I love when you get involved with our ministry in Zambia, Africa, but, and we want you to be involved, and we need financial assistance to do the work that we have. In fact, we have so many needs right now. Um, we have a lot of different opportunities for people to get involved financially because we just need help. But at the same time, 
we need to understand that the gospel needs to be preached where you live in the United States. There are people for you to disciple in your church. There are people that need to hear your testimony where you live. And the same can be true on the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, you know, the danger for the American church is for them to look at themselves as just the sponsors of the Great Commission. And so there are people that don't hear. Well, on the other end of that, the mission church, the church that started by missionaries, there's also another danger and that they look at themselves only as the recipients of the gospel. They're always receiving, and they, they grow this sense of entitlement, and so they fail as well to make disciples, to go and to share about God's love and God's grace, because they just want to receive. And so the danger is that they need to get out there. They need to realize that if they're a child of God, their responsibility is to make disciples, just as your responsibility is to make disciples. Both sides need to acknowledge their role and responsibility in fulfilling the Great Commission right where they live. And one of the most effective ways that we can accomplish this goal is by utilizing your testimony, because no one can better tell your story than you. Every believer has a story of when someone first introduced them to the teachings of Christ. And one of the greatest proofs of your salvation is a changed life. And that story shows that change. It shows how things came together and how God orchestrated this act of redemption in your life. So be prepared. Be prepared to share how that all came about. Be prepared to talk about the circumstances and what you believed and what made it different from other things that maybe you tried and failed in. You don't know when an opportunity may present itself and when you'll have that chance to tell your story about, about how God changed you. God has someone waiting to hear your story. He just needs you to tell it. He needs you to open your mouth and give words of truth to those around you. So I have a couple of pointers. I call them kind of common sense pointers. Um, what, as you're thinking about giving your testimony, as you're looking at developing what you want to say and how you want to develop your story, and listen, I want to encourage you, write down your testimony. Don't just have it in your mind and have a general idea of what you want to say, but write it down develop it, work on it. Uh, you can put it in Grammarly. I use Grammarly all the time uh, and I love it. But just write it down and work on your testimony until it's, it's there and then memorize it and give it. And the more you give it, the more comfortable that you're going to be in presenting it. So as I give you these tips in writing and developing your story of how God worked in your life, just understand these are just some things that maybe you need to consider as you're looking at your story so that as you communicate what God did in your life, you're doing so in a way where people can easily understand. We want to communicate truth. So any advantage is an advantage. <laughs> so number one, don't try to be like everybody else. I know that a lot of times you get into a room a church, and everyone's giving their testimony, and everyone wants to have that really super exciting testimony. 
um, of a life-changing moment, and maybe that's not how it is for you. Don't try to be like the next guy. Don't try to, to add similar things in your story that happened to maybe someone else's that you heard. A lot of people, they, they say, well, my, my testimony, my, my story is not as exciting as other people's. So I don't feel like I can add anything. I don't feel like I could even share anything because it's kind of boring. It, it doesn't really inspire. It's just normal. Can I encourage you, just be yourself. Give your story, give your testimony as, as it happened. Your story is unique, but it's yours. And trust God to use it. Trust God that he's going to speak to someone using your testimony, even if you think it's boring, <laughs> even if you think there's really not much to it. Maybe you were not saved out of a life of sin and debauchery and just wickedness. Maybe you grew up in church and you realized one day that you needed Christ. I mean, that's what happened in my life. I, from when I was five years old, I went to a great Baptist church. I grew up in church. My friends were Christians. Um, I went to a school with the church. And so I'm surrounded by this church culture. And so I knew all of the answers. And I, I kind of just learned everything there was to know. I memorized scripture. I had a lot of head knowledge, but I didn't really believe anything. It wasn't real for me. Like it, like it should have been. I didn't have that relationship with God, but I knew about God. I knew about salvation. I knew about church and all things spiritual. But the day came on August 28th, 1991, when I had that moment, when I realized, hey, I'm not saved. Uh, yeah, I understand salvation. I understand what I have to do. But right now, I don't have it. It's not real for me. It's not a decision that I had made. And so August 28th, 1991, at 9.30 at night, over in Chilai, New York, I accepted Christ. And my father actually led me to the Lord. Uh, and, and that's my moment. That's part of my story. But I could think, man, it's a boring story. There's no, there's no drama. There's no you know, action sequences in this story. But you know what I realized? There are a lot of other people that are growing up in a very similar way. And they're surrounded by Christianity. They're surrounded by religion. They're active in their, their Baptist church or wherever they go. And they know about God, but they also don't know God like I used to not know God. You know, my testimony might speak to them in a way where others maybe won't reach. And so trust that God has a purpose for your story. Trust that God has a purpose for how he worked in your life because maybe there's someone else that is going through the exact same thing. Jesus has a unique plan and a purpose for, for you and for your testimony. Just trust God and give it. Speak these words. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the Apostle Paul, he explains a little bit of his own presentation of the gospel. He said, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. He was giving out the very gospel that he received earlier. And that's no different 
than how it is with you and with me. We are trying to help people in the same way that somebody helped us. So share your testimony. Let that story go out, trusting that God is going to use it. But don't try to be like everybody else. Number two, stay focused. Sometimes as we're giving our testimony, we'll go into details that just don't need to be said. <laughs> we'll talk about a church or an organization or people uh, in a negative way, like, you know, bless God, I came out of this church and they're nothing but a, a group of hypocrites. And, you know, that doesn't need to be added to your testimony. We don't need that, that kind of negative flair. Remember, your testimony is to bring people to Christ. Your testimony is to bring glory to God. Not to badmouth other people and other organizations. Stay on track and be focused. Giving your testimony is not a time to preach about other people's problems or issues. Okay, just tell your story. Number three, be clear and be understood. Remember not to use words or phrases that people might not understand if they didn't grow up in a church culture. When we talk about big words like justification, propitiation, being born again, salvation, redeemed, lost, all these different words, uh, accepting Jesus in your heart. What does that mean, accepting Jesus in my heart? These are terminologies that people outside of the church might not understand. So if you're going to use them in your testimony, be prepared to explain what you're talking about. Use scripture if you need to, but give some explanation. Don't just go off rattling um, this Christian jargon, just taking for granted that people are going to know exactly what you're saying. Number four, be sensitive with time. You know, people, some people love to talk and they'll start their testimony and they'll go on and on and they just won't stop. And I, I've been there before and I've heard it and I'm, I'm like the silent partner and I'm looking at this guy giving his testimony for like 30 minutes and 40 minutes. And the other person, he was done after five minutes. He was done. He didn't want to be there. He didn't want to listen. He had checked out a long time ago. So be sensitive. Look at the people you're talking to and understand. Read their body language and find out, are they engaged? So uh, a kind of general rule of thumb is to be short, go shorter. Maybe prepare your testimony to last five minutes. And during those five minutes, touch on the main points. And if they want to know more, you'll tell, you'll know. They may even ask for you to expound a little bit more in certain areas. But go, you know, four to five minutes with a testimony. Be prepared to go longer if you need to, but don't go too long or you're going to lose the people that you're talking to. Also, number five, be honest and represent biblical truth. Don't infer that Christ will take away all of your problems. If you just accept Christ, all of your problems will be gone. Just like God took away all of my problems when I accepted Christ. Well, listen, when it comes to sin, when it comes to my e eternity and my eternal destination, yes, that problem was taken care of. But on this earth, we all have issues and problems and challenges, and those problems are still going to be in your life. Relationships take work. Uh, issues at work, uh, they're going to take some time to work through. 
you're going to have to still put in the time and effort to right wrongs that you had made in the past. Now, the thing that we will gain when we accept Christ is God's going to give us wisdom. He's going to give us his spirit. And so he, we'll have that extra guidance with knowing how God wants us to live and how we should conduct ourselves. But just be honest and represent biblical truth. Um, because problems are still going to be there even after you accept Christ. In fact, even after you accept him, if you live godly, you're going to suffer persecution. Um, so just understand that, that be becoming a Christian is not just a cure-all for any kind of disappointments in life. You know, if you accept Christ, you're never going to be disappointed again with anything, with anyone. Again, that's not representing biblical truth. Life is full of challenges, especially as we're meeting new people. And so just understand that we need to speak truth. Number six, bring people back to Christ. As you're giving your testimony, prioritize the thing that made the difference in your life, and that being accepting Christ. It was that moment when you accepted Christ, that was what changed you. So as you're giving your testimony, talk about what you believed that brought you to that moment where you accepted him. Talk about uh, your testimony in a way where someone could hear it and know exactly what to do if they wanted to receive Christ for themselves. This is what the whole purpose of the testimony is, after all. It's to give that presentation of the gospel in a way where they can understand it and relate to it. You are the human component. We're taking God's word and we're, we're filtering it through what happened in your life and they're hearing it and they're understanding and they're saying, yeah, I can identify with that. I know exactly what you're talking about. And sometimes that makes all the difference in the world. Your most powerful tool is your testimony. Your verbal testimony and explaining exactly the circumstances and who led you to the Lord, but also the life choices, that living testimony. Uh, that, you know, we, we talk about um, how Christ changed us, but when we actually have a life that reflects that inward change, that living testimony speaks volumes as well. And so what is the, the main point here is, is know your testimony, prepare it, study it, just get it ready for the time that God's going to bring your way for you to share your faith. And when you're ready, God will bring opportunities, but you just have to be ready. So the Great Commission is about a believer telling an unbeliever what God has done for them. That's pretty much it. If I'm a believer, I've accepted Christ, and I want to share my testimony, I'm just explaining what God did for me and how he could do it for you too. Be active in the Great Commission and let your testimony, whether in word or in action, let it reflect God's love and God's grace. Look for opportunities. Don't just wait for them. Remember that sharing your testimony is going to also encourage other believers. A lot of times when I meet other believers for the first time, we'll talk about how we met the Lord. Why? Because it encourages us in our faith. We, we get to bond over that moment in which we found truth. So remember that 
you're going to encourage other Christians when you give your testimony. You're also going to convince those who don't yet know Christ. And you'll also establish yourself with what you believe because you're thinking about it. You're going over everything in your mind and you're becoming grounded and settled. You're knowing, you know, this is what I did. This is what I believed. This is what happened to me. And it is establishing you further in your faith. And the more you give your testimony, the more you're going to be established. The more scripture that you use in talking to other people, the more you open your Bible, the more efficient you're going to be in knowing where to go and what to talk about and having the right scripture for the right moment. So listen, watch how God is going to work in your life. If you, if you ask God for, for him to bring people so that you can talk to them, just watch how God does exactly that. He, he, because he wants to use you. He wants to use your story and your willing attitude. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. But put yourself out there. Just go right out there and try it. I know it's intimidating. I remember the first time I gave my testimony. I think I was actually trembling. And I, I feel like I must have been shaking like a leaf. And it was a, a really hard thing for me to do. Uh, and then I remember as well the first time I tried evangelizing without a gospel track. You say, is that, it doesn't really sound that hard. It is. Because how do you walk up to a stranger to tell them the gospel without something like to break the ice? <laughs> and so it was quite the experience. But the more you, you put yourself out there, the more confident that you are going to be. So listen, the, the topic for today is about your story. And as we sign off, I want you to be thinking about what exactly happened in your life. And are you confident to give your testimony. This is the question I want to leave you with. I want to leave you with this question and then just let it be. Think about it. Muse over it. If you have to take action, take action. But how confident are you in giving your testimony? And if you're not confident, what, what do you have to do? What steps should you take to become confident? Because this is where we need to be. God wants us to be in a position where we have boldness and we have confidence and we are resolved in our faith and ready to share it. So if you're not yet confident, don't be discouraged, but ask yourself, what do I need to do to get there? What do I need to do? What do I need to learn maybe? What knowledge do I have to gain so that I can gain some confidence, so that I can know what I believe and I can be prepared to share it? So that, that's my goal for you, is I want you to, to be as effective as you can. You have so much potential. Your story is for someone in your life. You need to be ready to give it. So try this week. This week, if you can, look at your story, develop it, write it down, kind of have an idea in your mind of exactly where you want to go with it so that people can understand the gospel and they can know what to do even for themselves. And then try to find someone to talk to. It could be anywhere. I mean, you know, I mean, even now as you're hearing me, you're probably thinking about that one person that you know you need to talk to. I want you to talk to that person this week or next week and, and tell them your testimony and watch how God will work. 
So the Great Commission, again, it, it's happening around the world. It's happening far away, but it's happening right where you live. And God's waiting for you to be active and to take part. This is how that can happen. By utilizing your most powerful tool is your story, how God changed your life. So listen, as we move forward with the Great Commission, as we look to the future, we have to be active. We have to be faithful. We have to be committed. We have to know what we believe, and we have to know how to present it, how to communicate that. So let's try to do that. Let's try to do our best. God doesn't deserve anything less. So remember to follow us online um, with our podcast, Let's Talk Missions. Um, and our ministry overall is called Hope Zambia International. We're also on Facebook. We have our website at hopezambia.com. But we want to hear from you. We want to know what you think. We want to know when you have victories in your life, when you have great experiences, when you try to go out there and talk about your faith. So try to comment below. Let us know where you're listening in from. Um, we're greatly encouraged when we hear about different people and different um, churches that are kind of checking in to let us know that they are, uh, that they're with us and that we're in this together. So if you want to learn more about our ministry, again, go on our website. Um, we want to partner with you to, to reach the world near and far. Uh, we understand there's a lot of work to do right where you live, and there's a lot of work right here in Zambia, Africa. So much work, we need help. If you, you or your church want to come and take a missions trip to see the field firsthand, we would love for you to visit. Again, all that information is on our website. You can sign up to receive our newsletter as well. So uh, there's a lot going on. We are really excited about what God is doing in sub-Saharan Africa with our family, with the Medicare family. Uh, we're excited about the team that God is bringing together, um, just choice men and women, servants of God, for us to go forward together as we proclaim the gospel in the regions beyond, where Christ is not known and where Christ is not preached. And while we're doing this, we're praying for you knowing that you are still part of the Great Commission. And hopefully this week, you'll even be more so as you develop that testimony and you talk about how God has worked in your life. So from all of us here with the Medicare Home from Hope Zambia, we're wishing you the very best. Take care and God bless.